Footy Lives Preview Palooza is brought to you by Simmons Homes. Every day across Australia, it's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join the hundreds of Australians they're welcoming home each month, talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. Hello and welcome to Sportsmates Footy Live Preview Palooza. I'm your host, Jimmy Garbo, and this 2022 pre-season, we're going to take a look at each team in anticipation for the start of the season with special super fans from around the country. Make sure you hashtag Footy Live on your socials to get involved in the chat and download Sportsmates suite of apps to stay up to date with your favourite sports. Today, we're taking a look at Richmond, my favourite topic in the world, with Andy from Richmond Tiger Talk. Welcome, Andy. G'day, Jimmy. How are you going? I'm going well, mate. It's good to speak to you. It's been a while since we last spoke. We have indeed, but there's never an off-season uh, for true football fans. So there's, there's been quite a lot that's happened. There, there has, and, and you're back uh, doing your podcast again with your brother, which I'm enjoying uh, listening to. You were pretty excited about the practice match as well. I watched it twice, did you? Yes, I, I did. And uh, That's a true I, fan. There was a moment in the preseason when Kane Lammer got injured and yep. it was, I was sort of feeling a bit, I don't know whether you were like this with your Richmond fans. And it sort of, it felt like, you know, it's been a huge night out. It's been an amazing night out. We've had all our dreams come through with the three premierships, but it felt a bit like uh, this team felt a bit like it's 9am, it's light outside, it's time to face reality and, you know, maybe the rebuild's coming and then suddenly two good practice games and I'm up and, and about, right. things are looking great. Definitely, 100%. I felt the same as well and plus you can add that Trent Cotching giving up the captaincy uh, to that as well and it felt like, oh, maybe this is a new era, we've gone back to the draft, maybe there's a little bit of rebuild and then we get too excited, don't we? We smash along, take care of them in four quarters we, uh, we we beat the Hawks in the first half, take our foot off. It's, a, it's, all, it's all fine. Tigers are looking like premiership fancies. Yeah, exactly. And, you, you know, the Geelong game, it, it was a funny old practice game. It it's hard to hard to take too much notice out of the scoreline. But the sort of the Hawks, you know, the Hawks are probably a bottom four team. Mm. And, uh, you know, a decent chance to win the wooden spoon. God bless them. They're, they're rebuilding <laughs> new coach. But, uh, yeah, suddenly one, one really good practice game performance. And the first quarter was amazing. And, uh, was, yeah, um, uh, we can suspend all disbelief again and uh, um, cancel all our September plans. <laughs> exactly right. We have to touch on last season because we do this with all the fans. We can say, look, we finished 12th, nine wins. David King called it glitchment. And I think it was. It gave us an opportunity to, uh, you know, play some youngsters. It uh, it resulted in Shea Bolton becoming probably Richmond's second best player behind Dusty. Liam Baker developed. Daniel Rowley moved to halfback. Things happened. So it wasn't all bad, was it? No, it wasn't bad. And look, Hardwick's spoken about this publicly, that there were a, a collapse in key metrics mm. uh, around clearances. And, you know, we were never... We were never built on clearances, but they're always okay, particularly in crunch time. Clearances, contested ball, that that the, the sort of the key midfield metrics was a real collapse. Um, there was obviously the game plan evolved in the second half of the year, and this has been put, we moved to a more high possession uh, game plan. Yep. There was, as you mentioned, the Rioli switch. There was still sort of, uh, but one of the fundamental things that we discussed last time is there was, yes, there are injuries. Everyone has injuries, but there were multiple injuries in the same position group, mm. midfield and defence, which I think really, really undermined the team in a structural way. But, but look, you, you can argue how, how you know, is, it, is a collapse that far down the la- 
ladder reasonable for for that amount of injuries? Well, that's a subjective judgment, but it, mm. it's definitely uh, it's a very strong explanatory variable of why things uh, why things you know it, it wasn't why we did why we fell outside the eight after being a premiership team. So look, look, I'm as we discussed last time, I was comfortable with last year, and mm-hmm. it had a wonderful upside as we got a top ten uh, draft picks and we did for the first time since Vlossy. Uh, Exactly right. Josh Gibkiss, pick number nine. I thought it was great. Just just quickly, you mentioned them in the same position. Cochin, Martin, Lambert, Preston, Edwards missed 39 games between them. So it is a fair chunk out of that midfield and, and versatile players there as well. They could go forward or go in, in the midfield. So the younger players did get more of an opportunity, which I think will will hopefully result in uh, you know more mature players this season for us. And yeah, Josh Gibkiss, you mentioned pick nine. I thought he's been great, an intercept defender. Um, he's, he's looking really confident, reads the ball well for a youngster, doesn't he? Yeah, cracking stat, by the way. Well played. Uh, no, thank and, you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. Look, look, all Richmond fan, the, the people are sort of who are hardcore enough to follow post uh, practice games. They're, they're all up and up and about about Gibkiss, and he's yeah. our highest drafted key position defender ever. He's exciting. Yeah. He's he's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He'll go into something bigger. Good round one, go either way. Yes, because first year key position uh, defenders don't mm. really play well, so he he would be the outlier. It's not unheard of, but. He's extremely exciting. He looks like a, a foundational piece for the future, mm-hmm. and he, he, he gives us something something new that we haven't had for a few years. It's because when you're winning winning premierships, you don't get many good young players in. Yeah. It's, it's the hope for the future, which we can we can see. Correct. Hey, Robbie Tarrant, uh, I wanted your thoughts on him. Obviously, it's a like for like for Asprey, a, a lockdown defender. I thought against Geelong, he didn't look very comfortable, but I thought he played well against the Hawks. And Dimmer spoke about this, that he said when he moved to Port, it took him a while to get used to his teammates and understand the style of play. And the same might be ha- happening for Robbie Tarrant. First game, not too great. Second, he looked better. Hopefully by round one, he's, uh, he's all set. But what are your thoughts on Robbie Tarrant? Yeah, I think that's Dimmer's observation was well made, and you know the the book on Robbie is whether he he may be a slight downgrade on on down the line Dave Asprey mm. on on defensively, but he was uh, you know over his career he's been a much better better and more creative use of the, of the ball, which is no knock mm. on Dave, but Tarrant Tarrant is elite for uh, a, a big back for in his ball use and is creative and intelligent with it and. Yeah, he hasn't been great in the preseason with his ball use. It's been okay um, and obviously getting better. But sort of 14 years of AFL experience matters, right? We, we, yeah. we have we have proven proof of concept that uh, he can use the ball well. So surely that's going to show out because that doesn't go with age. You know, what, what's probably more likely to, to cause, I think what will cause fans will be a slight shock is, you know, he, he may not be as... Rely, set your watch reliable as Dave was defensively, but mm. we'll see. But you know, there's a real chance that the upside's really there with uh, Tarrant, and he he had uh, he didn't play that many games last year, only played half the season. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I see nothing to to uh, undermine the take. This this might be a, a really good, optimistic, uh, give us a new aspect in defence we haven't had before. Mm. Another player who feels like a, a kind of a new recruit is Ivan Soldo because he was missing for so long, it felt, because we really did that Sega Ruckman. And then he had a scare in the practice match. But if you look on your Twitter page, you are a, probably the biggest fan of Ivan Soldo. I'm close second behind you, but you, you absolutely love the man. How influential is he and now a fit Ivan Soldo? Well, I, I think there is also 
there's a guy who runs a um, in Instagram. A, a oh yes, I actually, I have is. seen that. Yes, yeah, who's he, he's great. That like he does things <laughs> like you know, um, uh, but uh, Vladimir Putin AFL Grand Finals one zero Ivan Soldo one that sort of <laughs> yes, thing. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah I've seen that. Uh, and he's great. Um, mm. So I, I, I would I would hesitate to describe myself as his biggest <laughs> fan, but yes, I, I'm Ruckman myself. I, I, lo- I love uh, Big Ivy, and he's he's clearly. The thing that they've done in the preseason, he's obviously in great shape. You know, he's had yeah. his knee. So as players often do, come back from knees, he's absolutely he's built because he's been lifting weights for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's looking great. He's, he's looking visually great. But he's they're clearly, he's kicked three goals in the preseason. They're clearly using him, trying to use him more forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's looked very effective, and his ruck works very sound. And he gives us he is a good compliment to Nank because he is he's a different style of ruck. Nank's an, an undersized ruck who who um, wins with hard work and persistence and round the groundwork. Uh, one of Nank's personal got Toby Nank Curvis um, is got to remember. I'm not always talking to just Richmond fans, um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, you know Nank's stated goal. Captain Nank is to be mm-hmm. best is to be the best second effort ruckman in the AFL, which mm-hmm. you know he, he may well uh, he may well be successful in that ambitious ambition. But um, Soldo gives a, a proper big tap ruckman, and you can see Dusty loves him um, over the years. Dusty, whether it be a good tap or even in the practice games when Soldo just crashed the pack, didn't mark it but got the ball to ground. You, you see, Dusty often goes out of his way to acknowledge Soldo. So yeah, it, it definitely gives us an aspect. Um, and goes back to that earlier point I made about our clearances were terrible last year. Well, Prestia back, Soldo back, makes that makes and, and Frank Nank being back and playing hopefully a full season will make a huge difference in that area. Yeah, yeah for sure. Hey, you spoke about Captain Nank. What are your thoughts on the dual captaincy? And when we talked about this last season, did you throw his name up for a potential leader? Was that did I do I remember that correctly? Did you? You... I think we did. I think we did. We did it. We actually on it. We did a podcast where we did a fake betting market on it. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I, Nank was definitely one listed. Yeah. Well, can, can I throw it back to you because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm, I think the only reason people care about uh, the dual captain issue is that, like it's it's invented. Like mm-hmm. we've all played on football teams and we all know there are multiple leaders and yeah. the football so played over such a, a large ground. You're not always talking. Yeah. To your captain, if you're not playing in the midfield, um, but uh, so to me, it makes complete sense to have dual captains. The only people mm. who really care is the media when they want to have a scapegoat to blame, which is fine. Like that, that's I'm not I'm not criticizing that. I'm just, do you have a problem with the dual captain? Oh, I wouldn't say a problem, but it wouldn't be my first preference. I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I always like the one captain and the one kind of person who communicates for the for the um, playing group to the coach and uh, being that type of liaison yeah. I, I don't know I just like the idea of having one sole captain and it, it worked well for us with with Koch so when it did come up at the start I was a bit it was a bit iffy but I couldn't um, I had no problems with the selections I think when we spoke about it uh, last time on the pod I suggested Dylan Grimes so Dylan Grimes for me was was probably the number one choice and then Toby Nankervis yeah, was was one of the um yeah, you know, I think you mentioned in one of the leaders, it was a little bit of a surprise for me just because of the media commitments that come with the captain these days. Um, and he's obviously not, you know, too, uh, not a massive fan of, of media or speaking in front of the camera. But 
the, I think the reason why it works so well is that Dylan Grimes can do the media commitments and, and those sort of things. And Toby Nankervis is obviously well-respected within the group. And, and he can kind of, he leads by example. And I think he has matured since coming over to Richmond. Um, he's obviously influential in our success. So I think it's, it's a great choice. And I, I really, I like it. I've warmed to the idea now. It's a very Richmond thing to, for me to say is that, uh, you know, now I've accepted it and I think it's the best way forward. We'll be back after a quick break. Yeah, and I agree with everything you said. And just an extra thing is one thing, because we've got so many well-known premiership stars mm. that Jack, that we have other players who, who can do the, you know, the media are interested yeah, in correct. and can be the face. And Jack didn't sulk after his, um, you, you know, because he must have been slightly disappointed. He he, he didn't get, he was definitely in the frame. I know, mm. I know well-informed people who thought that Jack had should be seriously considered for yeah. captain. Um, and Jack hasn't sold since missing out. Yeah, He's just right. continued to be ever vessel uh, public self. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I think that really helps, Nank, that you've got someone like Jack who, who's taking a lot of the the, the media burden uh, off the captaincy role. Yeah, correct. Hey, that practice match we've got, we'll mention Jack as well, is that how do you like the three-headed monster up forward? You know, it's not really the Richmond style. of We won that premiership with the Mosquito Fleet and the forward pressure. When you've got Bolter... Rewald and Tom Lynch up forward. Now I know Bolt is a bit more dynamic uh, than than Lynch and, and Rewald. How did you like it? Because it worked well against the Hawks. Um, you know, they all slotted multiples, and your uh, three goals for Bolt was very impressive. But how do you think it's going to work in the season against teams who you probably need to put forward pressure on? Well, it was a long-awaited uh, return of Terry's triangle, which might be too 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 young to remember, but it was a, <laughs> a, a, a wonderful Terry Wallace innovation where he yeah. played. Uh, three tours, which was Richo Stafford. And I can't remember who the third was. And it was sort of, we won three games in a row or something. It became briefly the, the sexy thing. In, or who did we in, put, Adam Patterson or something? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was, yeah, I can't, look, I, I can't remember. But, um, uh, you know, I mean, but, but let's face it, if you have a forward structure and, and your first name pick is Richo, you're probably going to have a reasonably functional forward exactly. line. Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever else you do after that. Um yeah, so Dimmer said it's really hard. Sorry to go super nerd fan on you. No, but, no, I um, love it. That's what I like best about you. Um, it's just, it's hard to, if you're going to play the two rucks, which Dimmer clearly wants to, mm. and he said publicly he does, and that was the 2019 uh, uh, formula with a Fitzsoldo, and they're both looking good and they've both been played forward so you can rotate them in and mm-hmm. out of the ruck into the forward line. And, of course, Tommy and Jack are first choice, it gets you start to get quite unbalanced if you're playing Noah as a pure forward. Yeah, uh, we'll do it. And and Dimmer has said that he's been training it out to have it as an option. I'm not, and I, I can totally get all, all fans' excitement about why Noah playing 
forward is great. You know, he for those who didn't see the practice game, he kicked a, a goal from 55 metres yeah. out on a on an angle. You know, turned a five percent chance into a goal. He, you know, he's a wonderful talent, incredible athletic specimen. But he does. He sort of. He, he's not. He, he's a guy who they, they moved him back for a reason. Um, he, he feels he likes the game coming to him. He, mm-hmm. they, they like to make football simple for him. So while it's really exciting, I wouldn't be surprised if we play the majority, if he doesn't play the majority of the year um, up forward. Uh, mm-hmm. and I could be completely wrong about this, but I just think when you think about the that you need for runners, yeah. it gets hard to have two big rucks, two full-time forwards and play and play Noah forward all the mm. time. So, yeah, that, that would be my take. It's very exciting. I mean, he looked great, but yeah. I, I, I think perhaps it, it does. It, 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 when you're not playing when you're not playing a practice game against a fairly um, mediocre opponent, it, it might the, the balance might not quite work. Yeah, no, well. correct. Correct. Oh, no, I agree with that. Um, what about Koch? Because Dimas said this is the, the best preseason since he's been at the club that he's seen uh, Koch put in. Uh, he looks as fit as he's ever been. He's saying, you know, expecting a big a big season from Koch. He's maybe there's been suggestions that his body might not be able to take. You know, he's always been that battering ram for us, hasn't he? He's gone in and won the contested ball. Can he do that? But I mean, Dim is confident that you know, not having the captaincy has allowed him to focus on his own body and himself and get fit this preseason. He's very excited about about what Koch brings. What are you expecting from Koch this season? Well, we saw it. Didn't we? That yeah. in the practice game, he had, uh, I think, just off the top of my head, he had 67% game time, I think 26 touches, and he led all Richmond players uh, with, with pressure acts. Yeah. Um, that's, he, he hasn't been statistically producing like that over the last few mm. years. Now, Hammies can go at any time, but that's a clear indication that, um, that, that, he, that's elite midfielder stats that, that he got. So uh, I think okay. that's a, a clear sign that uh, at least, and this was going back to the broader point that we started with about why we're excited again, Prestia, Cochin, the old firm, Nankervis, yeah. Soldo, the old midfield, the old firm, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that gives us a, a lot of hope because football always starts at the midfield. So that's right. yeah, I, I, I think, you know, definitely the, the leaving cap, captaincy Cochin being refreshed by not being captain it's a good theory but it may also be true mm-hmm. yeah that's right I like yeah we've got the uh the old firm back in the middle there and even if one drops out I feel that the next crop of stars so you Jack Ross Riley Collier Dawkins uh Thompson Dow they've really matured and they, they look good and they look ready and I think last year gave him the the opportunity to get more minutes and develop as senior footballers so I'm hoping that if an injury comes here or there I think those three can step up. Out of those three, who do you expect to kind of really excel this season? I look, I'm, I'm excited about Collier Dawkins. Yeah, and I was going to I'll ask you about. So I'm interested in your take on uh, Sonzi as well. Yeah, it's uh, but, Sonzi, yeah. But I think just based on need and his ability to play multiple positions and make dynamic plays and age. I would say RCD, uh, Riley Collier Dawkins or Riles. Uh, hmm. he, he, he's the one that, you know, for those who didn't see, sort of, he, he had a couple of, he can burst out of the midfield, had um, some multiple goal games last year. He's certainly the one with the upside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thompson Dow had a bit of an in, in, in injury interrupted season. He's the kind of the one, if you, if you like inside men's, I, I, I kind of, 
I, I prefer him with his natural ball willing ability and his agility in time. Mm. Um, might maybe tough for him to get on the field um, early days with a fit in midfield. Um, Ross has been there and thereabouts, and I think we'll play round one without without blowing anyone away. But mm. you know, the one I'm excited about it is Son- Sonzi. But have yeah. you had a chance to see him play yet? Yeah, yeah, I have seen him play, and he's look. I mean, he was likened to Trent Cochin, the way he goes in there and wins the contested ball, and um, he's played senior footy. He's played VFL as well. I mean, played against Box Hill. There was a game where he like he looked like a ready-made made footballer, and I think he was a Richmond supporter as well growing up. So it, it excites me, and it is you know it's hard when you kind of compare them to to, to players now, but he does look like that young Trent Cochin. So I'm excited, and we got him uh, pick twenty-eight. I think he was, which is which is pretty. Uh, like he went in the draft, he was supposed to go a lot earlier in the draft. So look, I'm I'm really happy with with where we we were able to pick him up, and I'm excited to see what he can produce. Have you seen him? Yeah, um, there, there was a for those who don't know, he he, he played in the Richmond Inter Club trial game, which yep. the the club put on the um, video, and he actually was a starting mid. So that mm-hmm. that's a good vote of confidence. But exactly what you say, he he, he looks like a a high drafted mid, and yeah. he 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 was in the the year before the year he got drafted, he was sort of on a lot of the mocks, the, the knowledgeable mocks, he was mm-hmm. a, a top 10 pick. And you can yes. see why. Now, apparently he struggled a bit with COVID and lockdown. You know, he's not Robinson Crusoe. Mm-hmm. There are the sort of, you know, that you hear the scuttlebutt, but he's got it. He, he's yeah. got something. And Dimmer said it. Um, he's got he's got that midfield ability you can't teach. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time since we've had a, a mid who you just even young and with all all the issues that come with young mids uh you can just see that he has that extra bit of um uh, elite x factor that mm. the mids need so like he, he's very exciting and there the, are the a lot of reasons for caution and not get uh, over excited this year but look frankly I'd, I'd be really surprised barring injury if he didn't debut this year yeah 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 definitely i, I agree hey something we might not agree on is uh robbo's comments mark robinson said lynch is is overrated uh, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I mean, Tom Lynch has debated so much. Mm. The, I, I think the if you, I was speaking to a non-Richmond supporter and saying the one thing that, I, that Tom Lynch about you might not necessarily see from the highlights is we almost never lose lose the marking contest when he's in the vicinity. Correct, correct. Exactly. Now, we might not always win it. Mm. And look, he's, sh- he's shooting the goal within 40 metres is suboptimal. But yeah, he controls the the, the um, sorry, I forgot the technical term, but the the area around where the ball's falling uh, yeah. for a long kick uh, yeah. extremely well. So, look, did we? Is he key position players are hard to get? You do have to overpay for them. We got mm-hmm. him as a free agent, so we're lucky. He's on a huge he's on a huge contract. Like he's in the probably yeah. t- top sort of two or three percent of paid highly most highly paid AFL players. You know, and he's not an Australian, so I, I can see the half truth in what Robbo's saying. But you know, we didn't have to give up two first round draft picks to get our mm-hmm. key our, our key position forward who controls the game. So mm-hmm. the, the position scarcity means you just have to cough, cough up and pay it. And you know, Robbie can Robbo can say that for clicks, and you know, good <laughs> on him. I'm great to see him up and about, up and about, um, <laughs> and he- felt healthy again. But it, it's the, you know that's. That that's media engagement seeking. It it's mm-hmm. sort of not the reality. I mean, you know, they wouldn't if if we had a choice. And uh, Lynch's back end of his contract is going to be really messy. Um, but yeah. 
you, you know, you'd still you'd still give it a game at the start of this year because, you know, he, the Richmond team without him looks it, it's a much harder path to success. Definitely. Definitely. Hey, let's look at the first six games here for the Tigers. Um, Carlton round one at the G, GWS at the G, St. Kilda at Marvel, Bulldogs at the G, Adelaide at Adelaide Oval and Melbourne at the G. What's a pass mark in your in your eyes for the Tigers? What do we need to get out of that those first rounds? Um, well, I don't know about you, but I'm sort of anytime you're at above 500, you're doing well. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the scary thing about Carlton is they can't be incompetent forever. Yeah. There's, only, there's only so many high picks you can get before. And, you know, eventually you're going to find the right coaching combination uh, that works for the, the playing group. Obviously okay. not. I'm, I'm, I'm not so big on bagging Carlton's coaching last year because he's now our forwards coach. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> we can't do too much of that now, I know. But, um, yeah, look, look. obviously, we'd be favourites in, uh, depending, you know, we'll be favourites in, in a, at least half those games. Yeah. Uh, uh, fans always think you're going to win when you're favourite. And you, you well, I don't know what will be. It depends how we're, what form we're showing. But mm. you'd hope that we'll probably be 50-50 against the Bulldogs and uh, yeah. the Giants, we'll see. But um, at the MCG, we'll be favourites for that. So, yeah, yeah exactly. we'll probably, we'll probably favourite, sorry, for five out of those six games. Yeah, oh, sorry. Okay. For at four, least four of those six, four games. of the six, so, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I, I worst three and three. Hopefully, four and six. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, look, I think only the, I could accept maybe a loss against the doggies on Melbourne, but the rest we should be able to to win, and I'd expect us to win um, those games. St Kilda's always some, oh, at Marvel. My God, I still remember that when we've when we've lost games we shouldn't to them. Um, which they still give me nightmares. I don't like St. Kilda at all. Um, so, look, I'm hoping we, we take care of them pretty comfortably. And the doggies at the G, I feel more confident. So, I mean, still, you know, four or five out of six would uh, would be very nice, I reckon. Yeah, I'm probably irrationally confident about both those games because we won both the respective fixtures last year, mm. um, uh, including what well, we beat the doggies at Marvel. So, uh, sorry, the, the Saints at Marvel. So, Marvel, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, look, um, we'll... It's I in my thinking I haven't gone past Carlton to be honest I haven't started my yeah, research no, GW, GWS but um, yeah like it, it's not a hard start to the year yeah and they looked okay against Melbourne the Blues and there's a lot of excitement about them and like you said eventually I mean it's, it's 2012 isn't it since they last beat us round one um, but I mean eventually they've got to do something they did look okay but I'm still I'm still pretty confident against the Blues round one. Yeah, but you know, Evan, any given Sunday, and um, it, it, can, it can't last forever. So <laughs> I, I still, I, I get nervous before every game. I, I can, I can, I can find a reason why we're going to lose <laughs> any game at any time. No, fair enough. Hey, let's do some expectations, predictions. I want first uh, a pass mark for the Tigers, and then your actual prediction where you think we'll finish and uh, what the year will will have for us. Uh well. My pass mark, it's a, it's a C or above, but winning a final, I think, is always a good definition of a successful year. Yep. And and look, the AFL, we've got an aging list. The AFL's super competitive. Uh, uh, you know, people like to bag Hawthorne and Geelong for their sort of uh, what they did uh, at the end of their premiership run, but they actually did a fairly good job at, um, uh, at sustaining it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think winning a final round fifteen, sixteen wins is is very much a pass mark. But that you know that's hard. That'll be above the probably I don't know what the over under win total is for the year, but it's probably fourteen or thirteen yeah. and a half games. Yeah, it sounds yeah about that. Yeah, 
Uh, and then the prediction. So that's the pass mark. Well, where are you predicting the Tigers to finish? And uh, is it is it a flag for for Richmond in twenty twenty two? So well, it's going to part. That's also I, 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 fifteen wins is my optimistic fan prediction. Mm-hmm. But the, the the nice thing is, and this is what you all want, is the sort of within all fans can ask is there are multiple universes at the start of the year where you win a flag. Um, you know the the um, Doctor Doctor Strange uh, looking back through the the millions of the multiverses. There's very few where Gold Coast win a flag, um, but but um, the, the, there are there are many universes where Richmond wins a flag with a good run with injury, um, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I, I'm uh, where I, I you know it's very it's very hard to win a flag. That even the defense, even the favorite for the grand final is never. Is never a better than fifty percent chance at the yeah. start of the year, um, but uh, at, at least it's uh, you know it's a live possibility. Um, so I, I'm excited about that. So it's a very stats based answer. Uh, that's um, fine. <laughs> but a flag is possible. Yes, a flag good. is ne- a flag is possible, but it's never likely for any <laughs> in round one. Correct, correct. Oh, I'm predicting us for top four, and I think we can do it. It's very, very possible uh, for the Tigers. All right, let's do these ten quick questions, okay? I'll That's a much them. better prediction, much more succinct. <laughs> no, no, I like yours. Yours was good. Um, all right, uh, first one: Who wins Richmond's best and fairest this year? Oh, great question. Um, well, Dion's been killing it on a per vote basis. So, and he's fit and healthy. But let's go old school. Yeah. Um, and, you know, his hammy's a shot and he'll probably be injured by round three. But let's go Trent Cotchin. <laughs> How great would that be? <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, and then you'll see all the captains dropping the captaincy next year so they can focus yeah, on oh, themselves. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Who wins the goal kicking? <laughs> no, Bolton. No, Tommy. <laughs> Tom Lynch, okay, cool. If you had to replace Dimmer with one other AFL coach currently at the moment, who would it be? Oh, oh uh, Johnny Longmire? Who would you pick? Longmire. Yeah, I love Longmire. I think he's great. I think he's great. He gets the best out of his out of his side. I like, yeah, I think I said last time Chris Fagan, but was it you who didn't really like Chris Fagan? Yeah, but it was it was for a, a petty personal reason. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, for a friend of mine. But, that's uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, Fakes has got that cool, but he needs to win more in finals. Yeah, before. true. They need to win a final first. The thing I like about Longmire is he's had multiple acts in his career, which yeah. um, it, for coach, sporting star, is always. And you know, I'm scratching about uh, Shane Warne as he had, there were multiple acts in his career. Anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. Yeah, no, good choice. Uh, if something unforeseen happened to the MCG and Marvel Stadium, we couldn't play our games in Victoria. What current AFL ground would you choose to play Richmond games? It'd be hard to get tickets mm. and hard to get down, but we've got such a strong connection to North Tassie, don't you think? Yeah, no, we do. We do. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I, I reckon probably Launceston. Um, yeah, Launceston. Yeah, yeah, we would. Brendan Gale will be straight down there and Jack will be... Um, Jack will kick a bag. Richo will be there for the crowd. Yeah, we do have a connection. There's strong connection but, but, there. But you know, the, probably the most underrated ground in Canberra, in Australia, is Monica. It's a great place to watch football. I've never um, been there. Yeah, but it's very convenient. It's yeah. very uh, Canberra is actually a fun city to visit, despite the reputation. But uh, yeah, it, it often gets overlooked. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I think Monster. Well, just a nice. Hey, if you had to trade Dusty for one other player in the competition, who do you pick? 
uh, just for this year. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously you'd have to pick Petrarca also because yeah. it's like for like. But um, I mean, the player I uh, I think both Nick and I um, have loved for a long time is Max Gorn. Max Gorn, yeah, yeah. I think we're right in the ruck department at the moment, but yeah, he's he's yeah, a exactly. I reckon, yeah. I reckon it have to be yeah Petrarca for sure. Um, which I think I think he answered this last time with Geelong. But which AFL team do you hate the most? Oh yeah, so it, it's still like traditionally it was Carlton. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that, that's why the sort of the, the bogeyman is, is it's never quite dead. The, the, the that one day the hand's going to come out of the grave that the zombie cow can be alive as rival again um, but uh, yeah like obviously the stick went out of it last year but the, because of what happened you know we weren't we weren't in the finals but I think Geelong like finals is where rivalries made that's why yeah. we don't like Carlton from 82 and um, yeah um, fortunately with Geelong it's gone our way in the finals but it, it's still I mean they've all been cracked close games yeah, correct. Uh, Jack Rewalt and Tom Lynch are not playing. Who do you pick to kick a goal after the siren to win the game? Well, it, oh, it's so obvious. Like, who, who's the most dead-eyed dick shot for goal on the team? Dusty Martin. No, statistically, it's clearly Ivan Solder. Ivan Solder. <laughs> yeah, true, true. He's got an awkward kicking style, but it works, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I'd have to. I didn't look it up, but I think he's like career. He's like 70, 80 uh, percent <laughs> accuracy for goal shots. So I'm insulted that you you asked the question. Actually, yeah, it's true. Obvious. No, that's true. That's true. Actually, I was thinking that the other day. I thought, and maybe because he had the soccer background, it's it's better that he didn't grow up with a technique that he couldn't get rid of. You know, and he's actually developed it late, which is which has worked for him. I think Nank's a great kicker goal as well. So yeah, I like that. Ivan Solda, beautiful. Nank is, uh, and to continue with Flossie would be a good choice. Uh, but yep. but if, if it was the biggest stage, it was the grand final. Um, Jason uh, Castagna. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> only only to because allow me to um, uh, to tease Con for forevermore if he missed. Um, <laughs> but you know, if it's a grand, there there there, there is only one answer to who's who's the who's the best person to do something special in the grand final. Yep. Uh, what's your go-to food at the footy? Uh, eating beforehand. Um, what's yours? Mine is. I normally go. I'll go the hot dog. Actually, usually. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm okay. actually. Being, I don't know how it happened, but on Twitter now I'm following a website which just has pictures of Premier League food. Yeah. Um, and it's so much better than the stuff we get. Yeah, we don't get that. And if it's any, if it's any good, it's just ridiculously expensive. So I don't know. I normally just go the hot dogs. I think hot dogs and chips, something easy. Do you have a beer? Yeah, have a beer. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Have well, it's just, just it's a lot of carbs for a mid-strength beer. And yeah. I, 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 I don't get quite get the payoff. Um, yeah, no, I, fair I, enough. I, what do you drink? Uh, at the footy, um, mm. I'll, I'll have I'll have a diet coke to just to keep myself. Um, awake and hydrated yeah. Um, but yeah like I'll have a beer after if I'm there with mates but and, and I might have one beforehand but often yeah. I just like to sit there and uh, not, not drink at the game oh, but yeah right. I, well it's good if you can have a few before and after the game to make up for it yeah um, yeah exactly it's something in a place where you like to where you can enjoy with your friends and talk yeah. and also also have not 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 pay $11 for a good strength <laughs> mediocre beer that's correct. That's correct. At the moment, I'm on the vodka sodas, though. So, like you said, a lot of carbs with the beers. Oh, are you cutting, are you? I'm trying to cut, yes. Yeah. Trying to have cut you, for the season. 
Did you do? Oh, are you playing this year? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm playing. I play futsal. I play indoor soccer, so I'm trying to slim down anyway. But um, no, I stopped when I was uh, in Colts. Um, oh, okay. Who did you play for again, Andy? Oh, I'm still playing. You're um, still playing. But, yeah, I've got a practice game next uh, Wednesday, so I'm, my hammy's just a bit um, oh. not 100. percent So I'm, I'm hoping I get up for it because it's with. Uh, um, uh, I play masters, and we have different age levels. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the older guys are my skill guys on our football team, and I yeah. never get to play with them because they're too old. But um, we're having a joint practice, so I really want to play with some of these sort of legends. Oh, beautiful! But I just my hamstring has to has to um, play ball, but I play in the ruck. So yeah, um, nice. The, you know, the ruck's the one position where you don't have to kick. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm giving away things to the other team here, but I, I'm not not planning to kick in the next game. Anyway, we digress. No, no that's right. No, no wonder you're off the beers. That's fair enough. Good, good work, mate. Hey, if you could look exactly like one player at Richmond, who would it be? Is it Ivan Saldo oh. again? Oh Jesus, it's not. Like, have you seen what he looks like? <laughs> like yeah. he is the he is the epitome of the perfect man right now. Um, <laughs> he's jacked. Um, he looks amazing. Uh, so yeah, it's not like it's not even a competition, but. It, aside from aside from Ivan post ACL um, bulking, I mean Tommy Lynch's triceps are incredible. But yes. who would you have chosen? Who, who would you have chosen? You know, Robbie Tarrant looks really good. To be honest, oh, he, oh, he yeah. is a good-looking man. Have you seen the? He's got bicep oh, bicep veins, mate. Like, his biceps are incredible. Yeah, Dion's got great biceps, but he's short, so like it's yeah, easy. Yeah, he's, he's short like me. The meatball, he is. He's short like me. I mean, look. I mean, Dusty. All the girls love Dusty, don't they? But it's, it's, is it a particular type, you know, with all the tats? I don't know. That yeah, there's never, the, the, Dusty's got the, the bad boy intensity. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's, that, it's, I don't think Dusty's necessarily good looking, but it's, it's, it's the, the, the presence he radiates. Correct, so correct. I, I, think, I think you're just talking about this, the superficial looks where, yeah. and, and you're right, Tarrant or, yeah, I mean, Bolt's an extremely good looking man, but he's sort of, good looking in a way that's almost too perfect but you can't relate to it you know what I mean <laughs> correct correct Jack Graham's good looking as well isn't he he's got oh, a nice he's, tan he's very and I swear um, him coming out like a lot of people this is actually this is a theory of cons that's yeah. one of the reasons that uh, good looking people often get um, uh, and people with deep voices often get chosen as captain and, uh, <laughs> and yeah <laughs> And uh, like Jack Graham, he looks like a captain, right? He does that, yeah. And he was one of a lot of a lot of people uh, had them as yeah. as his prediction at the prediction, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So um, yeah, he, he, he's got he's got a good face for TV. Yeah, correct. Uh, last one, yeah. If you had to, pick, you know how Port Adelaide do never tear us apart before the game pre-game song. If you had to pick one for Richmond, what would it be? Oh my god, this is such a good question. Um. Probably it's so hard to pick it, isn't it? Yeah, for years it was probably Johnny Cash hers. Um, but after the premierships, we we, we can't use, we we can't claim the, the tortured soul thing anymore. Um, uh, what do you think? No, it's a good question because I was asked this one. I haven't really thought of. I'm just trying. The first one that, oh, but it'd be so it'd be lame to sing it out, wouldn't it? Eye of the Tiger. Um, Welcome to the jungle. Well, yeah, something um, like that. Welcome to the jungle. Uh, yeah, eye of the tiger, or it's yeah, it's it's a tough one. It'd have to be something that that means something special. I mean, how it, you know, never tear us apart. I mean, everyone knows the words and you can sing along. But yeah, it's a, yeah, 
It, the become... thing I like about, like we all roll our eyes about it, but the thing about being a Richmond supporter is, it, it, unless you're a kid, you remember being the downtrodden and the laughing stock, and that that's part of the reason why we tend to get on. Is that we're sort of we're, we're bonded through this this mutual feeling of not only being bad, but you know, never being taken seriously, always being yeah. you know the the, 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 the stupid jokes. Um, yeah, that, that's a really good one. I, I know this is one that's going to going to. Um, Come, it's going to come to me later, but sort of a pump-up song. Yeah. I, by the way, are you, I quite like the the Japanese drums is really great yeah. on me. I, I really yeah. So them. I like um, that. I enjoy it. I do like yeah, the jungle drums like, that are know, being. Most, yeah, most modern sports marketing leases are pretty cold. Uh, like I hate the countdown clock to the bounce. Like just let the crowd intensity build <laughs> itself. But um, yeah, the, the drums is the, the best. Uh, one of the the best things for modern sports marketing. I think. Uh, I think the club stuff. For sure, I'd, I'd probably. I'm a big Rocky fan, so I'd probably pick either Tiger if I had to pick one. But yeah, that's my choice anyway. Yeah, and it's a good choice because it, it's multi generational. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we were to pick sort of um, uh, you know a couple of rap songs, a uh, uh, sort of um, you know. Uh, uh, lose yourself or something. It's yeah. not um, you're sort of cutting off the the plus fifty generation. Correct, correct. Um, so yeah, you, you, I have the tiger. It has universal generation appeal. So that's a good choice. Yeah, nice one, Andrew. Hey, it's always a lot of fun to chat to you, mate. Hopefully, we throughout the year we can uh, we can cross the year. So it's not just my biased uh, voice here on uh, on Forty Live. So uh, look, I've enjoyed chatting with you. I can't uh, thank you enough for coming on to. Uh, to talk with me about Richmond and preview the season. Um, are, you, are you happy to jump on again throughout throughout the year? Of course, I, I love coming on and us confirming each other's prejudices. <laughs> Good stuff, <laughs> mate. All right, fantastic. Yeah, t- tell everyone where they can go and uh, check out your content as well, Andrew. Oh, so Richmond Tiger Talk um, on Twitter, where we post. Uh, if you just Google us um, on Apple tune, uh, iTunes, you can find the podcast. We're not the official one. We're not the big footy one. We're the longest running one, um, mm-hmm. and, and you can sort of, you know, each each has its its strengths and weaknesses. Um, but uh, well, strengths and strengths. Uh, but yeah, we're sort of maybe the most the most uh, likely to use the term statistical variance in our, in our breakdown of the match. So if that's your thing, so Richmond Tiger Talk, uh, Twitter, um, iTunes, all the other places you get podcasts. Perfect. Yeah, check it out, lads. Thanks. Thanks again, Andy, and say hi to Conrad for me. <laughs>